0: And ladies and gentlemen, here we have Mr. Matt Kendima. How are you doing today, sir? Doing fantastic here in the U.S. Here in the U.S. And where
1: were you before? Uh, I was actually in uh, Tokyo, Japan for the
0: past five years. Whew! (laughs) We definitely going to get into that story because um, actually one of my college classmates, shout out to Sylvia. She, um, Sylvia Simpson, she's over there now. Um, she, I think she's in Okinawa, uh, but she's teaching. So I'm just starting to see more and more friends. I got fraternity brother over there. Shout out to my boy, Peter Commodore. Commodore, He's over there. He's all over, though. He's like Abu Dhabi and all these other places. And people keep tapping me on the shoulder like, hey, you should do it. And it's people that look like you and me. So I'm like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Get those melanated travelers going.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'll hit you up when that time comes. But enough about that. First question for you. Who is Mac Kandima? Wow.
1: That's a, you know, that's that's a powerful, deep question. Um, I don't want to be here for, you know, 30 plus years to explain who I am, but um, I'll keep it really short. Um, You know, I'm passionate about language, um, you know, creativity, you know, video games, and I also like uh, community, right? And Mm -hmm. so I think those are the three things that I'm really interested in about.
0: Okay, so you I'm a gamer too. So what what are you currently playing?
1: So right now, um I really like JRPGs. Um I haven't had too much time to actually like play like uh like AAA games, mm-hmm. but I do work with um it's called The Melanated Game Kitchen, so shout out. Um and what they do is that they have a bunch of, you know, people of like melanated people of descent you know from the african diaspora Mm. come in for two weeks you know they're online and they make a game for the culture by the culture and so i've been playing um, a lot of the games
0: that are made by them oh nice nice you're gonna have to hook me up with that can i can i get in on that yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, squeeze that in my schedule. I, I need to play with some more black gamers. That's always fun. It's funny you mentioned JRPGs. I just bought one. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, and I can see it. I just bought it on. Uh, I play on Xbox, and I do mm-hmm. have a gaming computer, but I don't play on it. Don't ask. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, JRPGs are fun. It's an action RPG. I don't like turn based. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm an action guy. But all right. Um where did your love for language come from? So,
1: so my background is that my mom or my parents are Liberian, right? And so um, they came over from Liberia um, to, you know, to escape the Civil War. And, you know, in the beginning, they would teach me like Liberian English, right? And so for me, being an American born, just hearing that different language is just like, oh, you guys don't talk like how my teachers talk, right? Mm -hmm. And then the schools I went to were very diverse. So, you know, we had kids who were like Mexican, India, Somalia, you know, and then hearing their, you know, their language, Mm it's just, I was exposed to it, right? So it's just interesting in general. But the thing that really got me interested was, of course, anime, manga, and JRPGs.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, if you're watching your anime... Without subs, you're not watching anime. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. You gotta watch it raw, raw. People are like, oh, dub or sub. I'm like raw.
0: <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> I know we I know we are nerding out on some of y'all right now, but that's the thing. I love anime. Um I get upset when they don't have the original language because those mm-hmm. characters, man, it's it's just it hits different it can completely change the way you view characters and just the japanese voices they are so passionate like it just like i don't they're just so passionate man i just love it man but i only can watch it now that i'm older i can only watch it when i'm really like not tired yeah i gotta Mm -hmm. be focused because sometimes the words go by so fast because you know there's a lot of dialogue in there but that's funny man okay so borderless translations yes How did this come about for you? Tell it. Well, tell everybody what that is and how that came about for you.
1: Yeah. So Borderless Translations is um, my translation company that I started about two years ago. So initially we're based out in Tokyo. um, But then I recently started a LLC here in Minneapolis back in January. So um, we're doing so far we've had entertainment focus. Right. So we've been doing commercials, documentaries, documentaries. Um, and hopefully later in the year, we'll move more into indie games. And so nice. how we started from this was basically, I guess I don't, I guess I'll, let me take you back real quick sure. and so in 2017, I used to be an IT consultant, but, you know, I was making good money, you know, I had friends and family, but there was just something that was kind of missing, right? Mm-hmm. And I would be studying Japanese on my own, you know, taking the national Japanese exam, but I kind of hit like a bottleneck in my language studies. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, you know, what are you really passionate about, you know, language? Are you going to take the leap to go to Japan and, you know, break that barrier down? And I said, okay, yeah. So I quit my job, told my friends I'm out. And, <laughs> and um, I left to go to language school for two years.
0: Whoa. <laughs> okay wait <laughs> first of all for those of you out there listening thank you again for joining us for um, International Black Man Day Um, you mentioned something very 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 pivotal <clears throat> and it's funny this has been coming up over the past couple of weeks just in conversations in general you said you know you had a career before and you were making good money um, you don't have to put a number to it but it wasn't, you weren't fulfilled. You weren't fulfilled. You had something you wanted to find your passion. So I wanted to stop there first because I know that we go through that. You know, we mm-hmm. all go through that. Like you're just doing something. <clears throat> you be you may be making ends meet or exceeding the making mm-hmm. ends meet thing, but sometimes that's not enough. And that's why we also want to encourage y'all just do some self-discovery. What do you love? What are you passionate about? And is there a way for you to turn that into a career for yourself? It probably There probably is a way. There probably is a way, more than likely. But um, you mentioned something else. And <laughs> I always like to have this conversation, especially with people with their own businesses, um, because, you know, on social media and stuff like that, they show you the glamorous side, but nobody ever yes. shows you the work that it took to get there. So during your transition when you quit your job, what did you do, you know, when you made that decision to say, hey, I'm going to leave here and go do this, what mm-hmm. preparations did you make first? So,
1: I mean, number one was money, right? <laughs> uh, make sh- I mean, I'm, but I'm dead serious, though. A lot of people are just like, oh, okay, I'm going to go out there and make it on my own. I'm glad you said that. That's but why it's I
0: left.
1: It's hard. It's hard. I don't know how people be doing that, so... I um I think what was most important besides you know the the budgeting um was okay how can I make a sustainable life yeah and um what is my goal and what's my time frame cuz what will happen is that if you don't have a time frame set up for your goal you will get you'll get stuck I'll guarantee it, because what will happen is that if your Japanese is not on point, it is very hard for you to break out of that English teaching mold that a lot of people um, get into.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, so money. Save your money, y'all. And have a plan. Save your money. Have a plan. It sounds so simple, but so many people (laughs) don't do it. You'll be surprised. I've done it myself but I learned from my past mistakes and people get mad at me and they fuss at me when I don't want to do certain things with Mm -hmm. them. And I'm like, yo, if we don't have money and a plan, that's not going to work for me. The days of me struggling, the days of me being in the grocery line and checking my bank account to make sure I can pay for it are over and I'm not going back. (laughs) So, and I know what it's like, you know, when you start your own thing and it's up to you to bring in the money. If you didn't do mm-hmm. what you needed to do, then on the 1st and the 15th, nothing is coming in. That is Correct. not a good feeling and it is scary. It is scary and we ain't even going to get into taxes. So okay, you went to you said you went to language school. Yes. What was that like? It was um
1: it was nice um to be honest because the uh for for I knew that if I really wanted to start a business in Japan, right. Cause my dream is to like uh, to write and produce my own video game. Right. And so um, that was like, one of the goals I had is like starting a company that's able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I knew I needed, you know, language in order to communicate with, you know, the Japanese staff to even, you know, be effective. So that's why I chose language school. Um, But um, basically I went to intensive language school for two years. Um, it was four hours of study Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And so, Ooh. um, yeah, I know. I know it was, yeah. You know, when you on paper, you're like, oh, I can do this. This is, but like in reality, you're like, oh, this is, oh, yeah. It's
0: Lang- like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Language, Language is tough. Just from the years I took Spanish, like the only rule that I know. And you tell me this whole true: if You don't use it. You lose it. Like I took Spanish in middle school, high school and college. And mm-hmm. now I work with the high Hispanic population at the school that I teach at. And I really wish I had someone that I could have spoken with. Now I feel like I need Rosetta Stone because I have the bare minimum. I know all the no-no words. I'll say mm-hmm. that. and <laughs> but, <laughs> Like, but, what'd you say to me? Yeah, I know that word. <laughs> yeah, and what really gets me is the speed. Like, yes. if someone speaks a little bit slower, I can understand it. But they talk, they speak so quickly it's mm-hmm. like, oh shoot, like Spanish goes quick. And I'm like, mm, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> so I'm like, Can you say that again? Slow down. And then they're
1: shot. Like one more time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is that do you still find that true that if you did you ever have a period where you weren't using it and then you kind of lost it? Yeah. I mean, the
1: the nice thing about language school is that you are with everybody else who is also learning Japanese. And so I was, you know, my class was mostly filled with um. So there's levels one through seven, and then level one through three is like beginner. And usually there's Americans, um, there's Koreans, there's Chinese, um, there's people from the Philippines. And so, um, you know, a lot of people, our main, you know, common language is Japanese. So we all start at, you know, a basic level, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, once you move past level three, then the Americans kind of disappear, and then they like go back and then it's just us and the <laughs> it's just us and the and the, the other Asians. So it's like the Koreans, the the Chinese, and they, they have a leg up already because the Chinese they they have similar characters as Japanese characters, so they already know it. So they're like, Oh yeah, this is good. And the same thing with the Koreans, they also learn Japanese at a at an early um, age mm-hmm. because they're I think it's called Hangul is their written language and that's also taken from Chinese characters so they kind of have a leg up and us Americans kind of have to just learn everything from scratch um but to answer your question yes to um I typically in order to keep my skills um up to speed I usually do translation exercises every day at least an hour a day depending on my schedule
0: okay okay wow I'm just, you got me thinking about the characters oh that's great you know I've been thinking about getting another tattoo and I've always wanted Japanese characters and somebody said something that made me stop and they was like yeah I understand <laughs> you're looking it up on the internet but how do you know that's what that actually means and I was like oh <laughs> show it
1: show it to me I, I be it's funny because yeah. yeah. the other day someone had like a like a Japanese t-shirt right oh and like my friend was like Hey Mac, what does that say? And I was looking at the shirt. I was like, "What? What do you mean? Can't you read it?" And because I'm so used to the Japanese, I'm like, just like, "Why can't you read this? What is?" It? Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, it was like authentic. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> so...
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna literally do that because I don't want something on my arm that says like you know kitty cat or something when I went wanted to say lion or something. So yeah, because I <laughs> one thing I do know. And correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> you know, it's. So when it comes to the written language, mm-hmm. um, how do I want to say this? Never mind. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think about like how the characters work or what the premise of the characters are because I know if they're off mm-hmm. angle, they could probably mean something different. I don't know what distinguishes one from another, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I can, I think
1: I understand. Um, But if you're referring to like the Japanese characters, so kanji, right? Yeah. That's okay. Um, So basically each kanji can be as simple as like one stroke, right? It could be like one line and this one line just means ichi, which is like, uh, it means uh, one literally. Mm -hmm. And there's two strokes and that means like, two right and there's three strokes and there's means three but that's that's like a very that's very simple right Mm -hmm. when you get to the more advanced kanji um they are actually made out of the basic kanji so the different parts of the kanji like you can break down the more advanced kanjis into the basic kanji and so Mm -hmm. once you look at it right even though there are similarities right they're not they're not one-to-one so how they're broken down is different so it's like a puzzle if you think of it
0: like that. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm definitely gonna send it to you. Thank you for that that quick lesson. Sidebar, funny question. Uh <laughs> I would love for you <laughs> to film no, I would love for you to film this because I see this guy on YouTube that does it. I think he's white. He go he's overseas. I forgot what country he was in, but he spoke their language fluently. Mm-hmm. So when he walks into places, he orders like his food and their language and everyone's like so, like, in shock and awe. So, have you ever done that before? I mean, I mean,
1: yeah, I guess every day. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does this black guy know my language? He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, have you ever ordered food? I'm like, i was there for five, five years. Bro. You know I what I mean, like, man? What type of I know, I know. <laughs> he doesn't eat, lady. He doesn't eat.
0: <laughs>
1: um. So for um, I think in the beginning right mm. it's it's um yes so they're they're usually always impressed with your you know your japanese because you know they're like wow you know i can't believe you can speak the language um, um but that's also like a double-edged sword sometimes because what will happen is that um like in the beginning my japanese was growing they're like it's good and then they started talking at that native speed. They're like, doo, 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 doo. I was like, oh. I was like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. Slow
0: down. Y'all love I was me. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody does that in every language. The kids I teach do that. They're like, oh, Mr. Wilson, you know Spanish? And I'll be like, "See, sí, un poquito. And then they are like, <laughs> and I'll be like, sit down. sit down because you knew what you were doing told you my skills were limited but now have you ever said the wrong thing by mistake
1: oh all the time I um they're very like similar words um good one example is uh like I was in like language school and it was like it was hot in the classroom right so I asked the teacher I was like oh like maro what, what do I say oh maro agete kurasai like I said, agete kudasai, which means so. What I wanted her to do was open the window, mm-hmm. right? And she said, "Oh, I j- dekinai." Like she was like, "I can't do it." I was like, "What do you?" I was like, and I got mad. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I was like, what do you mean you can't do it?" And she says, she says, ageru. I was like, she was like, I gave my son And so, ageru means give. Mm-hmm. and i was asking her can you please give me the window and she's like no i, can't. <laughs> I just like, belongs to the she university like, she's like i can't but what i meant was which is which is open so that's w- one situation where it's just like oh okay like i mean she it was a teachable moment right mm-hmm. but um it, i'm happy it was in the classroom but there's been other cases where i've been um talking to people and i've you know uh miss said one syllable and then it was
0: just like just chaos for the conversation <laughs> <laughs> they like what'd you say about my mama <laughs> yeah that yeah so um how much i think it's my inexperience is shown i think it's chinese but i'm not sure japanese what about your inflection or your tone does that change the meaning so um tonal language would be more for chinese
1: um japanese is relatively i guess flat but um there are cases where you know you can say one was low and high versus high and low um example would be like i might be wrong on this but it's like ame Mm -hmm. which is like rain Mm -hmm. and there's ame which is like candy and that, that could be the other way around but um, depending on your inflection, it can change some things.
0: Okay. I was curious about that. Because um, I know you... That's why I, <laughs> when I tell kids about language and I teach English, I'm like, you know, your tone is important across, mm-hmm. you know, all language barriers because, you know, some languages, like us, it it displays... It's an emotional thing. Yes. You know, like, when we get loud or use a different tone, well, what's wrong? Or what's going on? Or why are you being a smart mind? And mm-hmm. then in other languages... You're saying something completely different that means something completely different. That is interesting, man. Um, Exactly. I'm going to get back to your business, but you did mention something. This video game that you want to make, do you still want to do this?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still, um, I'm actually, um, since last year, I've been working on a visual novel. I don't know if you've ever heard of a visual novel before. I have. Oh, okay. Then um, I wanted to, you know, The audience doesn't know what that is. Tell them.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, somebody does a visual. <laughs>
1: a visual novel basically is a text-based game, so it's just images and text, right? And uh, the the main feature of it is that you have branching paths. So during the story, if you pick a choice, it'll take you to a different story branch, and your ending might be different. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's pretty easy to make, actually. Um, so I'll I'll know. actually I'll tell you right now. So what I use is Python. Okay. And then also um, RenPy, which is a visual um, novel um, development software. It's free to use, so you can download it. And there's lots of different examples, and it's pretty easy to pick up.
0: Okay. Dope, dope, dope. I I love those. I actually have a couple of games. I ain't going to shout the company out because they're not paying us. But those of you who are (laughs) gamers, you're on PlayStation or PC or Xbox, there are games out there like that. Um, And they're fun. They're really fun. There's a Batman one that is super fun. There's a little bit of action in there. You got to press some buttons. But it's great to just... It draws you more into the story and more into the characters. And... It really it's it's more immersive than other games at times because mm-hmm. you're just so focused on the dialogue and the decision making and the outcomes and then you get to play it again and say, All right, last time I slapped this person in the face Well, I'ma shake their hand this time and it takes <laughs> you down a whole other path. Like I love that, man. That is dope. If you ever need some voice actors, holla at me. I got you know, Oh I no, know.
1: I, I will, I will, I will. I definitely want to um especially with the Melanated Game Kitchen, I'm all for trying to you know get people experience and you don't need any experience just whatever talent you want to bring um we create a team and try to get things done but yeah i am still writing um a game and i'm hoping to finish it by the end of this year so i already have the art done the story um it's in japanese english and spanish and then um i have to make the sound so um that's the
0: only thing i have left can you tell us the name of it yet oh yeah
1: yeah it's it's a very it's more like uh like a test just to make sure that i can do it so it's Mm -hmm. not a very long game okay so it's called cage sprint yeah
0: okay exclusive
1: (laughs) (laughs) exclusive on black man day
0: (laughs) i love that i love that you were able to take your love of language and then say all right i can do some other things outside of my career with this like making a video game. And you focus on language. That is super dope, man. Now you said something <clears throat> um in regards to your line of work that really resonated with me. And mm. it's another thing that I do that kind of upsets people. But uh I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sum it up. So uh you said you have to be the person who learns everything so you can hand it off to someone more experienced. Yes. So break that down for people. What what so- does that mean?
1: So as a you know as a entrepreneur, it's just that there is you can hire people to do a job, right? But no matter what expertise they have, you need to be able to explain to them what they need to do. But if you've never done it before or or you just like you're not knowledgeable about it, you there's you won't be able to explain it to them. And even if you try to the product that you envisioned Will not come out how you how you thought it should be so typically what will happen is that um like for example um i needed to make subtitles right mm-hmm. i've never made subtitles <laughs> in my life before like just never even like just i have no idea and so i talked to someone else who um you know who did translation and they're like oh i don't know subtitles i was like, oh. I was like okay hold on so i was like okay youtube and then, like, I tried it out on a couple of videos, then I learned it, then I taught it to them. Mm-hmm. And then now they're my go-to person, right? Because they their, their expertise is in Japanese, mm-hmm. but they just didn't have that technical um, skill set. And so that's one example where it's like, okay, even though you're going to be the main point person, right, yep. I still need to learn it, um, talk to the client about their requirements, and then teach you exactly how they want it.
0: Yep. And I'm going to tell you all something. I haven't... Um, Thank you for sharing that, too. Um, For me personally, and for you, obviously, because you just said that story, um, I think that is a very big part of being an entrepreneur and vitally important, because I've had a lot of jobs over the years, and one of the things that's an issue with management at times is when the Mm. employees feel like, you can't even do my job. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that before. I went to go return something at GameStop, and they had a brand new manager. Brand new. Never seen this guy before. Um, And he didn't know how to process my return. He had to wait for another employee to come in. So I had to go home and wait three hours for the next person to come in to get that return done. You had Um, to wait? (laughs) Yeah, he didn't know how to process my return. This is the Xbox 360 days. I had the Mm -hmm. red red rings of death. Um, (laughs) But... Uh, that kind of stuck with me, man. And I don't ever want anyone who works with me or works for me to even have in the back of their mind that I can't do with what I brought Mm -hmm. you on to do. I might not be as good as you, but I'm definitely going to learn it because at the end of the day, you can't depend on people to be with you forever. So if you have someone like I paid someone on Fiverr to build my website Mm -hmm. for my podcast, but. As she was building, I was going in, looking, clicking on stuff, playing with stuff. So I pretty much know how to do it too, but I ain't got time for that. Am I? No, exactly. Yeah, it ain't my thing. But like, had she up and quit or not? Well, she didn't quit, but she finished. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I don't have to reach back out to her because I'm like, all right, I have a basic under enough of an understanding to know I can do this, 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 and this. Because what you don't want is to not know it, and then the yes. person you need to do it decides they're not doing it no more. <laughs> mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. it's like, eh! <laughs> that's why I think that is so important. You don't ever want anyone to hold something over your head like that or make you feel like that and some of y'all might think that that's petty, but that's the thing that is that is really a thing like even if you can't do it as good as them, you need mm-hmm. to know how to do it and how and like you said, how to explain it because that's even more important if you want your vision to get across. I think that's where people butt heads. When you hire yes. someone to do something and it doesn't come out the way that you wanted it. Well, did you really explain it the way that you needed to? That's what you mm-hmm. got to think about. Um, so I was just really glad that you highlighted that. <clears throat> what keeps you motivated to do the work that you do? The,
1: uh, I guess it's definitely the community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, so I guess it depends. That's, I guess I'll say it depends. So, um, I guess for me, in terms of Borderless Translations, you know, the business, yeah, it's something that I've just been always passionate about. Um, I'm always meeting new people um, and also seeing the final product, right? So recently, we started doing a documentary on um, women's soccer here in, or not here in Japan, over there in Japan, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, it's been a it's it's a four episode series, and you know it's been a four month long project and it's one of the biggest projects we've worked on
0: Congratulations! you know since
1: you know yeah thank you I appreciate that and so um and then seeing the final product right it's just it's just so amazing right yeah. um so I think that's a big motivator for me to like keep it going right because it's like oh I get to learn about women's like i would have never learned about women's soccer without this uh documentary um the one before that i did a documentary on hand-drawn animation and basically what it was is that um the team interviewed um you know famous japanese artists who worked on like studio ghibli you know um you know big animation projects where it was all hand drawn Mm -hmm. but you know it's a dying art style because everything is going digital. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was interesting because I was like, oh, I now I get to like listen to these Japanese people like artists, um, the interviews translated. And I'm like, I would have never known about this if I didn't take this project. So that's definitely a big motivator for me.
0: Just the that inside track to learn more about the other things that either one you didn't know about or two Mm -hmm. things that you're already interested in, man. That's dope, man. Um I love hand-drawn animations, y'all. I'm nerding out right now. I'm thinking about King of Fighters 13. as a video game, Ooh. a fighting game, and the characters were hand-drawn. It is the best-looking 2D fighting game I've ever seen, and I really wish we could have got... Um, what's the game? Oh, my gosh. Capcom versus SNK3. Make it mm-hmm. happen. If somebody out there hears it, hand-drawn. <laughs> <laughs> None of this 3D blocky <laughs> 2D stuff. I would like hand-drawn <laughs> character, just like King of Fighters 13, but... Sorry, I had a moment when you said hand drawn, I was like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. It's um it's just something about hand drawn animation that really um shows the passion of of the artist, right? And yep. I think that's why a lot of people really like manga. Yep. Right. Yep. And so like you see the character, you see how it's like displayed, and then you see the anime adaptation and you're like, it's like it's good, but it doesn't like speak to your soul as hand drawn would would have done. <sighs>
0: You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I agree, man. So I want to dive deeper into, a little bit more into your mentality. So for Mm -hmm. anyone out there thinking about taking a leap, so you ended up in Japan. So now... For those out there like me, I'm comfortable in the U.S., been here all my life, up and down the East Coast, moved around. But I I know the language. I know the people. I know the laws, the rules and stuff like that. So moving to a new country can be a bit jarring because you're starting all the way over. Like some of the stuff will translate over and some of the stuff won't. So, Mm -hmm. you know, after you finish school... What made you decide to stay? And what were some of the things going through your mind as you were going through this? Obviously, it was a little easier for you because you knew some of the language. So,
1: yes. Um, I think it was. So while I was studying, right, um, after about, you know, I was a year and a half into it um, or almost done with it, I, I ended up getting a job at Square Enix. You know Square Enix. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was a community manager for them um, for one of their mobile games. And I was in charge of their, you know, their social media for that game. And I did that for about a year. And then afterwards, then that's when I started Borderless Translations because uh, the project uh, ended. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think one, one, I think there's two, maybe uh, there's a lot of different factors, to be honest. But um, I'm, I'm going to go back to your goal. Right. Why are you there? Right. Yeah. What is it that you wanted to do? And what is the time frame that you gave yourself? Right. And right around when I ended um my contract at Square Enix, I was three years in. And I was like, I have two more years left. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and I was like, I don't want to end my, you know, my journey at three years without actually accomplishing what I wanted to do. Right. I had a great experience, made good community. But it's, you know, it's still, I hadn't hit my goal. And so I was like, I need to reevaluate, right? Right. So um, I reevaluated everything. I, you know, I took my experience from Square Enix, you know, okay, how can I improve my translation ability? Um, How can I improve the way I do work? How can I, you know, I just literally just completely reset everything about myself and was like, okay, what's holding me back? What are my strengths? And how can I cultivate those skills in order to reach my goal right mm-hmm. and so um, since then it just i just took off right and so um i think remembering your origin you know i don't know do you write do you watch hero academia my hero academia
0: <sighs> yeah my background wasn't uh, wasn't uh changed, you would see uh i have a poster of deku on my wall from displate
1: oh Then what, you know, what All Might always says, you know, remember your origin, right? You got to remember, you know, where you came from. And that's so true because you'll forget because the day-to-day will, you know, whether it's fun, whether it's bad, um, you'll forget. You'll forget the past and, you know, and sometimes if you, when you forget it, it'll lead you astray. And you will, you know, then you start getting an internal feeling saying something's not right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not happy. I have some frustrations and it's because you forgot what your original goal was and you're not aligned with it and your subconscious knows, but you know, up, you know, you just like, I just can't place my finger on it. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to always remember your goal and to set kind of like mile markers as well.
0: Y'all are y'all writing this down? Are y'all, are y'all, these are <laughs> gems. We're talking about a man that travels between Japan and, in Minnesota, with his own business, translating languages, making video games. You hear that mindset? These are some of the... I, and it's funny, the mental struggle, man, sometimes is so real. I think about some of my own personal hurdles, and everything you just said, I connect with, because I had to learn you know, through my mistakes. But um, you made a very good point when you talk about those milestones and remembering the reason why you did this in the first place it makes it so easier and it that the the real thing another thing you're really going to get from this y'all is Mm -hmm. when you have those things the it makes the bad days a lot better you don't want to be lost and not knowing what you're doing and having a bad day that feels really bad because it's like (laughs) what is going on my life is over I don't know what direction I'm going in, what is happening. But now when I have bad days, I'm like, well, that sucked. All right, well, let me just push this milestone up a little bit. All right, we can still do this. And then the other thing you can do, look back at what you've accomplished up until now. Yes. I think I think we beat ourselves up too much sometimes, and we forget how much work we've done because mm-hmm. how often do we truly celebrate these achievements like you work with square enix man like i got some of this stuff right over there right now like that's <laughs> <laughs> i don't know some people watch it like what are they talking about it's a video game company y'all but um that's just amazing do you what do you do to celebrate your success
1: that wow okay that's 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 actually that might be something i might be lacking in. i i i'll have to i have to admit but um i think it's important to have a community Yes. Right. And have that community hold you accountable, but also to celebrate your victories. So um, one thing I usually try to do is that maybe I don't I don't do it enough. But Facebook, you know, I'm always trying to update the people who are, you know, my community, both Minnesota and Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk to my family. I talk to my friends. And, you know, I try to make a community where I'm like, hey, you know, these are the things that I'm up to. Right. So even if it's like two to three guys, they're just like, oh, Mac, I remember like. One month ago, you said you're going to do this project. How's that going? Yeah. And, they, and they keep up with me, right? Mm. And, you know, they'll take me out to, like, maybe a lunch or coffee. And, um, and they, you know, they, you know they, they care. So I think right. it's important because you as an individual, right, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll say, oh, I hit my goal. You know, you clap for yourself and you're like, okay, next one. Yep. And so um, it's important to have a community that supports you. Um, And to also celebrate your goals as well. So of course, celebrate your own goals. I don't know how you do it. Sometimes I just I buy a cake, be like, yeah, great job, man. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, Definitely, you do need to do a better job because you're doing something amazing, man. Like people that look like us. I mean, how many people do you see that look like us in your field?
1: Oh, not many. Yeah. (laughs) That's like me. (laughs) That's that's like me. I don't even have to think about that. I was like.
0: I was like, nope, nope. (laughs) You go to the conference, you'd be like, one, two, that's it. Three of us, you know, and these thousands of people. That's how I feel at work sometimes. I was like, oh, I have a lot of black women that I work with this year. But black men, none, Mm. man. So definitely pat yourself on the back. Treat yourself. Those of you out there working hard, working towards your goals, treat yourself. One thing my boy taught me, shout out to my boy Russell Stewart, he was like, one thing that people don't do, they go to these jobs, we work or you do whatever in life you work. And when you get paid, you don't ever really pay yourself. You pay all your bills first. You take care of obligations. You put stuff away from savings. And then the person who did all the work is left with whatever is left over. Yes. Now, I'm not saying neglect your obligations, but think more about what you want to do for yourself. You got to have balance. You want to take care of your mm-hmm. obligations but you definitely want to take care of yourself. That's one thing I took from that um, advice that he gave me, and I definitely do that. It's a video game. I love food, so I'll go get a steak dinner. Mm. Uh, but I always try to make sure I reward myself because that's one of the things that can knock you off too. Is like, man, I'm doing all this work, and you're not reaping the like reap the benefits. Like, and share with people that you mentioned something else that I love to talk about, which is accountability. When you have a strong community around you and you let them know what you have going on, them mm-hmm. questions come. And it's like, "Oh shoot, let me open this back up and work on this cuz they asking me about it." Like, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's like that's that's what happened when when my podcast website like it's launched now, but I've mm-hmm. had the domain and been working on it for over a year and a half, but someone asked me about it one day and I was like, "Oh shoot, I really need to get this done." And I got it done. So Community will hold you accountable. Prepare yourself for it, though, y'all. It can be annoying at times, but it's all in. It's all out of love, y'all. It's all out of love. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, Mac, I only got one more question for you, man. For the people coming in behind you, where they're thinking about making a major life decision, like you made, I would consider that a major life decision. You know, quitting your job and pursuing your passion. Anyone who may be thinking about doing that or is in the middle of pursuing that passion, they've already took the leap and they may be struggling. What words of wisdom do you have for them?
1: I would say that, you know, it's okay to be afraid and it's okay to move forward with a decision even while still being afraid. And um, I think for us, who are, you know, um, black, you know, melanated, um, we have a fear of what's outside of our comfort zone more so than other people, because we know that, Hey, if I step out of, you know, I don't want to say line, but you know, if we step out of a certain boundary, right. what will hit us back is usually quite fatal. Yeah. And you know, that fear really does stop us from traveling Experiencing new things because even in our own community, right? You know, people will be like, "Why you're a black man? Why are you going to Asia, right? Why yeah. are you? Why are you? Why are you? Oh, I want to go climb a mountain. Why are you climbing a mountain? Why are you? <laughs> why, why are you doing this? It's just like..." Just, I just Because it's there, bro. It's just, it's just there. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, la- I'm sorry. I don't
0: mean to cut you off. I'm laughing so hard because <laughs> I'm on a fitness journey. And you know all our devices listen to us. And all that's been coming up for the last three days are mud runs. And I've, oh, s- I've done yeah. one before, and I'm going to do another one. There's no black people in the advertisement. But I've done one before, and they're fun. So when you said that, it made me... <laughs> It made me think of all the reactions I'm going to get when I post that because I'm going to do a mud run. But that's funny. But But it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, you know,
1: a lot of I don't I don't know. I feel like, you know, um, black people are black people are so funny. They're they're very, like, extremely creative. Yeah. But at the same time, they're very, like, conservative and, like, rational. They're like, please explain to me why you would pay all that money to run in mud. <laughs> You're just like
0: <laughs> you gotta you
1: got sit and think. Be like, uh, let me let me let me get back to you. <laughs> let me, let me,
0: <laughs> the only way you can really answer that question, and the reason why everyone pretty much does whatever it is that they do when it comes to stuff that others don't understand, yes, experience. You want exactly. the experience. I'm you know the first time I did it, I was like, is this as hard as they're making it look? Mm -hmm. yes it was (laughs) especially (laughs) when you're out of shape (laughs) this time will probably be easier the obstacles aren't that bad but yeah oh oh that's too funny man but great great words of wisdom there for sure for sure so
1: Mm. um definitely um like you said experience so if you want to go to japan i think my best thing uh sorry i'll add one more is that take it in smaller doses right Um, so maybe start watching some documentaries on being black in Japan. There's actually a podcast or a video podcast that does, um, you know, look at, uh, Jap or black people in Japan, right? Mm -hmm. There's tons of content on YouTube. And so that's one way to kind of live, um, vicariously through other black people in case you have that fear. Another one is, I don't know, read a book. Um, you know, there's many different ways to have different experiences, maybe find a local, uh, Japanese town in your area. Mm -hmm. Try try practicing with chopsticks. Um here in Japan, we have a Japanese American association. They have like different festivals, like just go and experience it. So that's so that's one thing you can do in terms of you know getting that experience without having to um dive in like a full commitment.
0: I'm glad you said that. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing those experiences. Uh, I'm going to add a little bit today, y'all, and say whatever it is you're trying to do, there are resources out there for you. Mm. Tap into them resources. A lot of times they're free or discounted for you, especially when you're doing this kind of stuff. There's stuff out there for minorities and things like that. So make sure you tap into those resources and use them. That's what they're for. People build these organizations for people like you who want to make these types of decisions. So you definitely want to tap into those resources. Mac, before I let you go, man, first of all, thank you again for joining us here on International Black Man Day. Do you have anything that you would like to promote that everyone needs to check out?
1: The, I mean, I have so many things, but uh, <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> I'll keep it real short. So, Melanated Game Kitchen. Um, uh, we'll, I'm, I'm assuming we'll post the link later, but, yeah. Um, like I said, it's a two week game jam with melanated people who want to create content for the culture, by the culture, and it's usually every quarter. So the next one will probably be coming up in maybe uh, September or October. Um, And then the other one that I have is called Legacy Foundation Japan. And what Legacy Foundation Japan does, it's an organization in Japan, um, but they have a network all across the African diaspora. And what they do is that they connect the African um, community to the Japanese community. So we have lots of different events um, and we even have like kind of like history events where it talks about the relationship between like Africa and Japan, which is actually a lot more deeper than we would, um, than we realize. So, and of course, if you know Yasuke, right? I mean, don't, the anime, don't think about the anime, um, but the, you know, Yasuke, that's a good example, but there's many examples of black people and um, Japanese people coming together um, throughout history. So those are my two main things.
0: I need to rewatch that. I didn't know what you were talking about until that's that's on Netflix, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, on Netflix. Uh, I forget buddy's name that does the voice, but um, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Hope you have been enjoying International Black Man Day. I hope you got some gems, some jewels, some advice, and some motivation to pursue your passion. And don't be afraid to be different. Mac and I did not know each other before this meeting, and look at how much that we have in common. A lot. I'm going to connect with this brother, I want to work on these video games with them, and I want to learn some Japanese phrases so I can impress the kids mm-hmm. at school, because they always talk about anime, and I'm like, but they don't know the language, and neither do I, so I need to have one up on them. But, you know, hey. And don't forget to build that community and pour into your community. Yes. All right, that's all I got. We could go on forever. That's all we got, man. Continue to enjoy International Black Man Day. And until next time, peace out, y'all. Bye.